You are listening to the Stronger Business Podcast. Please welcome the best-dressed man in the Athens area to our show today, Mr. Johnny McCutcheon of J-Max Clothiers. Johnny will be discussing how to gain and keep the clients that you actually enjoy working with and consequently making your business more enjoyable. And with that, I will turn it over to our hosts, Josh Melton and Chad Brown. Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. We are in the studio today with Mr. Fashion. Repeat guest, my man, Johnny Mack. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How are you guys? We are fantastic. So, all right, before we even jump into this episode... Can I put a disclaimer on this? You can in a second. Hold on. We're going to talk about building a business around relationships today, how to build businesses without any marketing dollars. It's going to be awesome. But before we get there, I mean, I just want to talk about... Johnny came in here with this really impressive, like, casual wear is what I'll call it. I don't know if that's the correct term. Yes, it is. We're going to call it casual wear. It's one of the first times I've seen you not in a suit. I'm like, my God, that looks awesome. Man, what is that? Is that a Johnny Mac special? And you're like, yes, it is, Chad. It is a shacket. A shacket. I have since learned you can get a custom shacket at Johnny Mac's in Watkinsville. And he has completely made this wardrobe piece up along with the name. Is that correct? That's correct. <laughs> so, if you're in the market for a shacket, which I probably am going to be buying a shacket now, Johnny is your man. Hey, we'll post the picture of the shacket on Instagram. Yes. You can check it out at Stronger Business. And for clarification, it's a shirt jacket. So it's a jacket <laughs> it's fabric, a but made jacket. on a shirt frame. So we call it a shacket. Um, it's like if you don't, it's like what you wear when you don't know if it's cold outside or that's not. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Give me that jacket. This, this is the professional guy's version of George. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And it looks really good. It's awesome. This would be great for your yeah. next Africa trip. You know, oh, it's dude, like, a, like a little. I feel like jacket. my shacket's gonna have some version of green in it. Like I'm seeing this. Like it's. I'm, I mean, like the buttons, the sleeves. It's, I don't. I mean, it's a shirt jacket. I don't know how else to describe it. It's a shacket. If you can't visualize this, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I can't help you any more than a shacket. Well, the good news is I've already got your three fabrics picked out, so we'll, we'll start <laughs> okay. the process. You get the stronger Chad shacket line coming out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, J-Max. Oh, I love it. All hey, right. Yeah, my disclaimer is that it's it's been a long tax season, and you are drinking – you brought me coffee today. That's never happened before. Typically, I have to like order my coffee through your assistant, and she brings it. You don't know about it, but you got me coffee today. Somehow, Sorry, somewhere. Johnny. It I'm was not double. a coffee drinker. I think he listen. He probably got. They probably gave him two because they screw what I'm up. I got the one that's messed up. That's still no, okay. I genuinely, I brought you. I'm like, this coffee will change Josh's life. He's never had one of these. Chad is. I told him the coffee was filtered, but he's there's no filter. He's unfiltered today, man. So, again, tax season. By the end of tax season, Johnny, you get the last couple of weeks. You start getting a real deal. Holyfield, Chad Brown, serial CFO coming out. When he's telling you, like, it's like when he turns into Mitt Romney and he's like, go ahead and fire them 19 people right there. Don't worry about them. He's a corporate closer. And so you're going to get the real deal. It's going to be fun. He's good. already snapped at you like four times. I know, exactly. But the good thing is I know him and I'm okay with it, you know, because I know right. the other side of you'll it. You'll turn so. to you like, you know what, man, the problem you got right I'm now, too Johnny. too tired of smoking mirrors to <laughs> At least the hair looks good, though. He's he a, hey, he a lot better. Hey, you, you put this hair with a shacket if we work it with something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you get a shacket with Chad's picture on the back? Watch we'll, out, Lars. We'll, we'll have to do your bobblehead. We'll have to redo your bobblehead with the shacket <laughs> yeah. on it. So the, the fun thing is. Tennis shoes and a shacket. That's what I'm wearing Stronger Business 2022. Absolutely. The three of us go way back. We got really good relationships, which is why we can make fun of each other like this. Uh, you can get the full Johnny Mac story on episode 15 of the Stronger Business Podcast. As we dive into like how you got started, all that stuff is in episode 15. We'll link it in the show notes. But we're going to be diving in today about some stronger relationships, the power of relationships, and really building a stronger business because I don't know anybody else who does this better than you, man. Which Thank is why you. we're just ripping you right now. That's all right. And and we, feel wanna, so com- we feel so confident in our relationship with you. So I want to talk about this for a second, too, on relationships. And and I think relationship is a piece of the puzzle here for you. Mm-hmm. But I think when you combine the ability to grow your business around relationships and just the massive amount of skills you have on the sales side of things, it's it's a crazy opportunity to, for things to explode, like J-Max has. But I'll tell you the story of the first time I met Johnny Mac. It kind of goes as relationships and to your sales skills. Uh, I asked you, knew Josh. There was some conversation there about how we should meet. Then you were a patient of my wife's. Yep. 
And it's like, oh, you, you and this guy would hit it off. I'm like, man, I keep hearing about Johnny Mac. All right, let me let me set up a lunch with him. And I was like, certainly this guy needs some accounting. Like, I'll take Johnny Mac to lunch. Uh, we'll talk about some things. Like, I'll do his accounting, his taxes. You know, this will be awesome. Like, build a new relationship on my end. So we go to lunch, and we leave lunch. And I came away with no accounting client, no tax client, and about $2,000 worth of suits. <laughs> So uh, that was the first time you and I had a chance to sit down and talk, and I was sold on you as a friend, as an entrepreneur, from a relationship standpoint, and from a, I didn't even wear suits, dude, and you right. sold me on suits, and like, on how I need to, it was amazing. So going way back, and my first experience uh, with Johnny was an awesome chance to build a relationship, and it cost me a lot of money. <laughs> well, it's it's so funny. Which I bet is similar to most people's stories. Yes, well, it's funny you say that, because... Um, the, the reason that I was a patient of Lauren, I always am reminded this time of the year, it was Master's Week, Thursday, and I was backing down the steps to go try to ship some stuff at UPS and had too many boxes in my hand. And my wife and daughters had gotten home the night before from spring break and had left a cooler in the garage that oh. I didn't know was there. So when I stepped off the last step, I fell back and, and ended up breaking my wrist and ended up you know meeting Lauren and going through that. So so every year this time of year, I have a little twinge in my right wrist as to you know what's going on. All right, here's an entrepreneurial business question for you. Did you go get those boxes DPS and dealt with the broken wrist later? No, I had to call and ask for forgiveness. Oh, yes. Uh, okay. It was, uh, <laughs> Actually, it was funny. Melinda went back in when she heard me scream, and, and I said, honey, it's fine. I just need to go get them. And she said, well, let me go get the keys and stuff. And she came back out, and I said, Actually, I'm glad you got the keys, but I think we need to go straight to the ER, <laughs> and I'll have to ship these out tomorrow. So uh, it, it ended up working out great, and um, and like I said, I met Lauren, and we had a great conversation about um, one of the shows on Bravo. Maybe you may or may not be a fan of Oh, uh, yes. Charleston. The um, jacket The Southern liner. Charm. That is the, exactly. The camo, the camo jacket line. That's what exactly. I found out <laughs> if I went to Johnny Mac, I could get a business suit or sports coat with a camouflage liner and i was so i was like i need to go to lunch with this you guy you can take the boy out of hazelhurst but you can't take the hazelhurst <laughs> I on the about that. so, so basically so my gross. therapy appointment was nothing more than me just doing some pre, you know preemptive you know kind of figure out what chad likes or not and i got what i needed and then it was like all right it's time to take him to lunch i need i need to show him some camo liners and here i am now with three pair of shoes seven different suits and two pending shackets Absolutely. <laughs> and looks great every time. That's it. I'm telling you. Hey, serial CFO shacket sounds good. That's exactly it. I'm sold. I really am. All right, dude. But seriously, you, you, I mean, we talked about we're going to do this episode around relationships, building your business on relationships. And then you threw on us uh, here before we started recording. Hey, guys, for real, it's, it's about building relationships for me. I've never made a cold call. I've never spent any money on marketing. Uh, how how did that strategy come about? Was that your intention from the start? Uh, lead us in a little bit on building your business around relationships and not just trying to rely on Facebook or marketing or SEO or all the other crazy things out there. Great. Uh, you know, I think part of it for me, you know, going back to the last episode, you know, my transition from teaching and coaching to AFLAC, um, I did a lot of cold calling then, you know, a lot of no's, a lot of door slamming in your faces, you know, a lot of you know, kind of having to pump yourself up here and there. And so when I decided to start this business, one of the things that was so critical to me, and, and I mentioned it last time as well, is that I did not want this business to be based on transactional sales. I wanted it to be based on not just relationship to get the business, but more importantly, the relationship to gain the business and to keep the business. And that that, that relationship goes from, hey, just coming in and finding out what is it, do you like camo, do you need a suit, do you need something more casual, do you need a shacket, whatever it may be, <laughs> to growing over time to not only develop that relationship that I have with that current customer, but that the relationships that I can future, I mean, for the future develop with people that they know and, and tag into their network. And so if I, if I took care of them, and, and Chad, something you mentioned before too, is realizing how vital it was, and, and I, I say this every day, yes, I sell clothes and I sell wardrobe, but more importantly, I sell me first and foremost. If someone doesn't buy me, it doesn't matter what I'm trying to sell. But I also sell confidence. I want people when they put something on to, to have that confidence. And so for me, it all gears back to that longstanding, long-term relationship that I can focus on the initial marketing piece 
to them to get in. And then from there, let them help me build my customer base. My, I, every day I have sales guys working for me that I don't pay a dime. It's guys like the two of you that are current customers. You wear it, people see it, conversations start, and, and that's how it happens. So really it's funny, even though I'm in sales, I don't feel like I ever sell. There's not a day in my job that I sell. So when you were starting this business, was that something that you had experience in from a sales training from AFWAC to say, okay, I need to pick something or I need to identify a pain point. A lot of people don't have confidence in what they wear. That's the angle I'm going after, or just something you learned as you got into the business and adapted. How did, how did you get there? Cause, yeah. cause that's an amazing yeah. way to start and a, an amazing way to build a business on, Hey, people need confidence in what they wear. That's important. It's exciting. Yeah. I think there was, it was a combination of both uh-huh. in that, I had, you know, from the previous experience, you know, obviously I had confidence in what I was doing that I could be successful. But it also, for me, I think I just wanted to be my true, authentic Johnny. And and I knew that if I could have those kind of conversations with people, that they're either going to like me or they're not, or they're going to want to do business or not. And so it, it really, for me, wasn't, I don't think necessarily something that I had to focus on teaching myself as much as it was a skill set just over time and experience. And I mentioned last time too, you know, part of my journey into this business was having the residual income from Aflac. So when I started this, for me, it wasn't about sales. It was truly about building a business. I didn't have that, I better sell today or my family doesn't eat, so to speak. And it truly was, how does this look in the future? What can I lay now groundwork wise to know that I can do that and to build a, a stronger business, you know, from, you know picking off the word there, but to build a stronger business and then just to continue to grow that, um, you know, being here and having lived here before, even when I was with Aflac, I still didn't do a lot of local business. So really when I started that relationship and really my network of business connections were guys that were in other states or in Atlanta, you know, Greenville, Charlotte. So I traveled a good bit. And then as I would build that clientele and those customer base, I would just ask them, hey, who do you know while I'm here that I can go see? And so that's how the relationship just started. Hey, I know a guy in so-and-so, will you travel there? Or actually my buddy here just mentioned that he needed somebody. And so a lot of it was that just having the conversation to see what the need may be. And, and you know, hey, if I can feel it great, and if not, that's okay. And, and I think it, you know, ultimately too, as I've gotten older, I say this, you know, at the end of the day, I do what I do. And if somebody wants to work with me, great. And if they don't, I'm fine with that. I have no qualms about, I mean, I can't be everything for everybody. And there are some guys that it is a, they're coming to me with a very specific, hey, I'm, I'm getting married, I need a suit. Or I've got this event, I need a, a tuxedo. But really, like I said, as I've grown the business and starting from day one to now, it's really about developing not just the relationship, but that true wardrobe and, and I've gained their trust and, and I'm more of that, you know, where guys come to you for their taxes or you've got your financial advisor to manage your money or your dietitian to manage your, your nutrition. You know, I'm the wardrobe guy. I want to be that for people. I want to be that spoke in the wheel that helps them, you know, as they look at it. So, so you talk about the transition from AFLAC. You were able to lean on existing customers in other cities, but not really anybody necessarily or a whole lot of people in Watkinsville or Athens, which we talk about building a business on relationships. You've been able to do that locally, somewhat starting from scratch. And man, we're we're great friends and, and had that lunch together and have engaged in all sorts of business things together. But you and I, I don't think we've ever hang, hung out at football games right. or at bars or at dinner parties or different things. So you've been able to build relationships locally starting from scratch in a business without going to all the chamber stuff, without doing all the social things. How did, how are you able to pull that and piece that together with no marketing dollars, with essentially no real, I mean, you were working out of your vehicle. You didn't have a a Hold up, hold up a minute. Josh and I were sentenced to be on the chamber board. (laughs) Oh, so there is a chamber piece. Johnny met at the chamber, but hey, but here's how we met at the chamber. And this probably goes into the reason you joined the chamber wasn't because you said, hey, I need to join the chamber. It's because you had someone you knew well that was the chairman of the board of the chamber. And he's like, Johnny, you should join the chamber. You join the chamber, you get active, you, you meet people based off of a relationship that you already have. So again, it's, it's that same thing. Like Johnny spent money to join the chamber because a lot of businesses do it in their community. But it was because of a relationship that he had 
because of your Aflac network, Absolutely. ultimately, yep. right? So you have a relationship. You leverage that relationship to meet other folks. You're not doing cold calls. You're doing all. It's warm referrals. I mean, I met Johnny at a chamber event. I don't know if it was a lunch or happy hour, but I remember meeting you. Mm-hmm. And then it just pivoted from there. And, and, but you did actually a really good job of, again, being who you are. You're, you're a really authentic person. You'd show up at chamber events and everybody loved Johnny. Oh, there's Johnny. And it just kind of word of mouth for you because you stood out as doing something unique and different, but people just liked you. And, they, and I love what you said earlier. Like, look, if they don't like me, they don't like me, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And, man, that's that's a huge principle and huge testament. I think people really struggle with that piece Absolutely. of this is what I have to offer, and it's going to be really good for some people, and the people it's for is who it's for. Right. And if it's not for them, that's all right. Me and Chad were talking about this earlier today. Yeah, it comes back to our meeting earlier yeah. around Stronger Business. Yeah. And, and so I'm going to pivot to something a little different here. But I told Chad, I was like, man, today we're going to talk about somewhere in this, the right fit. And which, again, you go, you talk about the, the clothing. And like, well, people, they, the way they dress, if they dress in clothes that are like the right clothes for them and it, and it fits well, like it can help increase their confidence. And, but it's about that fit. Well, also, in that being said, like, for a company, for any business, if you're trying to please every customer, then you're going to lose the good ones. You're going to lose the ones you're for because you're trying to please the ones that are never going to like you. You're never going to be able to serve those. Me and Justin were talking about this a minute ago, too. We're like, we got a customer in our business right now, and it's like, look, they're just not the right customer for us. And so we should go ahead and let them know, hey, you'll be happier somewhere else. Because yep. if we're going to keep trying to bend the fit, you know, it's like, no, nah, this isn't, this doesn't, it doesn't fit. So, sorry, but to chat, I, I, I jumped in on you, but I think... Johnny leveraged his network and his relationship in the same way where he is looking at things and you can, let's say, go into Louisville and you know somebody that's there. And you're like, hey, man, I'm in Louisville. Who else should I go talk to? So you're asking the customer that's the right fit for you. You know, I already got this, this guy. I can serve him at a high level. Who else do you know? I could serve at a high level because I'm going to be here anyway. Absolutely. And so, again, you're not knocking on doors. Right. You're, you know, Fred's friend Johnny. You're going to meeting somebody. So two stories for you real quick. And again, this goes into maybe further down the road of what it is that you do, and you do so well with the relational marketing, the long-term perspective. Man, that's so huge. Instead of it being a transaction thing, trying to make money on a jacket or a shacket, I should have said shacket just then. Uh, It's about the long-term appeal. You called me about two months ago. Just when I get just enough jackets, like just enough sleeves. Johnny changes the style. He changes it, by the way. He's like, oh, people don't wear jackets anymore, dude. They wear shackets. If I get invited back, I'm going to wear a three-piece. Because then we'll have the sport coat, we'll have the suit, shacket, and now the three-piece. I want to know if you can. Chad needs to know if you can wear a vest with that shacket or not. (laughs) You called me about two months ago. You remember that time this host went broke because he hosted a podcast? (laughs) Chad was doing so well until Johnny Mack came up with them shackets. He bought 400 of them. Um, all in camo, different types of camo. You called me two months ago and you're like, Hey man, you, you referred this guy to me and he, he bought something. I just want to let you know, I appreciate you sending him my way. Well, that, that was huge. Like you could have just done the business and not call me, but again, relationship. So here you are, you're helping somebody that's a friend of mine, but then you're also calling me back to say, Hey, I just want to let you know, thanks for sending that guy my way, which again, makes me feel appreciated. That's one story. Okay. Long-term mentality relationship. Uh, last week, my brother called me. And he's like, to my knowledge, he's never bought anything from you. Hasn't. But I introduced my brother to you three years ago. Mm-hmm. He has not bought anything. But when my brother called Johnny. Johnny's like, oh, yeah, man, I remember you. And he said, and he told my brother something about my brother, some connection. I don't even know what it was. But he, he, you, whatever you said to him, he knew that you knew that y'all talked before. And I'm like, boom, right? Because it's not about if you were just thinking about the transaction, you would never remember right. that. But you're like, oh, okay, let me make sure I'm talking to this person, being who I am, being authentic, being me. Because at some point down the road, maybe this is the right customer. Maybe this will be a right. fit. Maybe I'll pick them up. And my brother makes about four times as much money now as he did then. So you can sell him some suits, but you could sell him some shacket. Oh, he'll buy a shacket, no doubt. But you said you had breathing room starting this thing, man. But what is it about what you're doing professionally? And is it just that you're a relational guy that makes you focus so much on the relationship? Because it's, it's the key to your business, and it's making it where they're, I'm like, John, I don't know how you're going to divide yourself up, man. Everybody loves you so right. much. Like, how are you going to? Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because I do want to talk about that a yeah. little bit later, but I want to go back to something Chad said too, talking about the chamber and football games. And Josh and I have had lots of conversations about this. I am very much an introvert 
at heart. Okay. Now, if you see me business-wise or out, at, I mean, I'm talking to people and all that, but I am the guy that like, hey, when we're done today, I can go home and sit on my sofa. I don't need to go to Sanford Stadium. I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan. I mean, I don't need to Guarantee go out on Guarantee you Saturday this dude night. wears a Snuggie at home. Yes. He wears exactly. a Snuggie. Exactly. I wear Lululemon at home, man. Absolutely. Um, but I, you know, so I'm very much an introvert. So I, I value the time that I have with people. And that's why... You know, I toyed with, do I do a retail model? Do I do this? Do I do that? And it all came back to, for me, my business is based on the experience of being in the studio or being at their house and just having conversations about where they want to be and, and what they want the wardrobe to look like. How does it make them feel? Um, I love it when the spouse is involved because, you know, she'll tell me, hey, this is what I, I think he looks good, great in this color and that color. And you can all of a sudden just see the confidence level of the guy's like, oh, man, she, you know, and then half the time he'll just say, well, hey, look, y'all just measure me and then y'all two just meet and get everything done. Hey, I don't want you to say, I don't want to make you sound like you're too good of a person. You love it when the spouse is involved because you know that ticket sale is going up. Absolutely. Up. It's, it's a great, yes, yeah, easy. Yes. Yeah, no conversation too, about like, money. Yeah. Altruistic over there. Exactly. You know that, but that money's increasing. That's right. But I did want to say, going back to the chamber thing, that I think is, until Josh said that conversation, so for me, I actually did join the chamber because it was Chad Collins asked me to be a member because Chad's always been kind of a business mentor a business mentor to me. And when I first started, I said, man, I went from managing 80 agents and eight managers to waking up every day and it's me, you know? And, and so I was kind of like, lonely, you know, and I needed somebody. And I said, I want to be a part of the chamber, not necessarily to go to every networking event and to just, you know, pass out my cards and hope that I get business, but more just to be kind of plugged in, to have other people sure. like me that I can have conversations with, to meet a Josh, to meet a Chad. But it's so interesting. And, and Josh knows this because he invited me when he was doing the um, network lunch at Carabas. He actually asked me to speak. And I actually talked about, I don't know if you remember, Josh, but I started it by saying, Think about Augusta National, how many people go, think about this week, how much money will be spent because people will go back, they're going for the experience, but how many of those will ever step foot on Augusta National or how many of those even actually play golf, but yet the money that is spent because of the experience and, and what they feel when they walk away. And I had that conversation and it was funny because I probably right now can count at least five customers that I've got from that talk that were in the audience, and it might not have been that particular person, but they said, hey, I need you to do this, or I, need, hey, I know a friend of mine that needs to come see you. And then I actually spoke not long after that hey, at you're a welcome. women in business. You're welcome, by the way. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> at a women in business, um, you know, here I am doing men's clothing, and they asked me to speak, and, and I talked there. And from that, I literally, one of my best clients, his wife was there in attendance and came to me and said, hey, my husband needs your help. Just come see him and do that. So even though I was a member of the chamber, I wasn't at a network, it was kind of getting involved and just doing what I enjoyed doing. I didn't mind talking. I liked kind of telling the story of here's what I do and here's why I think wardrobe is important because confidence is so key in whatever we do. And, and it's just so much of that. And, and I always say this, fair or not, people judge us from the moment they see us. Um, and so why not do everything we can? I'm not saying you have to spend tons of money you know, doing it, but you can just look intentional, feel like you're doing what you need to do. And if you dress the part, you feel more confident and people see that and they're attracted to it. So I wanted to kind of go back to that on the the chamber piece. And then I'm drawing a blank on what the other question is. So, hold on. Yeah. Let's talk. So should every business owner identify some feeling or experience they can deliver outside of their product your 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 product is suits and jackets and shackets and pants and now you're into lulus and some casual wear and right. different things but it's still you're selling confidence absolutely and you're helping people become more confident which equals feel better better success uh financially in your business uh the more you're, the more confidence you have the better you are in meetings and presentations um it, should all business owners find that piece uh, that you found in confidence in what you do and, and sell that as opposed to their product? I think that I think every business should have some component. I mean, and think about just us as customers, not just my business or your business or yours, Josh. But like, think about the people that you do business with. Do you do business with them because of the product or because you like them? I mean, if it's your heating and air guy, if it's your plumber, if it's my Lance. I mean, I, I really like the guy that does my yard. I mean, he's just a good guy. I see him and talk to him and I enjoy hanging. So so I think that there's that 
the experience piece is critical sure. and the relationship. And again, do I buy into the person that I'm buying from? Um, because then it doesn't matter to me what the product is because I know that that relationship, like I said, is there and, and that I buy from Chad because of Chad. And so it doesn't really matter the product and you can have conversations. And, and so that's where the, the experience piece comes in because they're going to remember that experience and Chad, not necessarily what they got or, you know, we kind of joke, but I mean, and you've said this to me before, you're like, I don't even know what I spent. I just kind of, you know, you come, I mean, one time before the Stronger Summit, if you remember, we met when at U and Me Designs and yeah. in, the, in the room there with the sawdust. Oh, we did, yeah. yeah. And we it was a 30 the, minute and you're shop, like, and, shop, and I yeah. just said, Chad, trust me on this. You'll, this is, you're going to look perfect in it and, and here you go. And then, you know, it comes in and the end result, I hope is what you wanted. I mean, I think it oh, was. Yeah. I didn't know back. what I was getting right. or what I was paying, but I was right. like, hey, I'm in, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, let me ask you this. Um, does that work from your side as well? If I mean, let's say I'm a big old asshole and I'm just hard to deal with. Or, hey, I say that all the time, man. So it's, fair enough. But you get a little more this time of year than other parts. Um, <laughs> this is when everybody else. For is. you, are you like, man? This is not a good experience for me. I'm not going to work with Chad because he's an asshole. Yeah, I, I mean, as I built the business, that's the thing that I, you know, that I look at. I want to work with people that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. And now that's not to say that, like I said, every customer is my best friend. But I will tell you, it, it I can. 95% of my clients, I consider them friends. And a lot of people say, hey, you shouldn't mix business and pleasure and, you know, friends and, you know, same reason that, you know, I look at this and say, for me, I want to work with, because it is my business, who I want to work with and guys that that want me to help them. And so that's that's how I built it and what I continue to do. And like I said, I've got some that I fired and I've had some that have fired me because, you know, we just knew we weren't a good fit. Um, so, so this this is something new for me in the last 12 months that I think I've figured out was one of the benefits of being a business owner that I didn't quite grasp for 20 years is it's my business. I can build it however I want to. I need, and Josh, you're, you're way better at this than I am and recognize this from the start is you should build your business for the life you want or to work with the people or customers you want to. And for me, for... 20 years, I built businesses that serve the customer, not necessarily serve me as the business owner. And I think that's yeah. a whole different shift in mindset of, I'm going to build the business I want to work with the people I want. Absolutely. And then it becomes way more genuine, yes. way more authentic, way more about competence and experience yes. because it's a win for everybody. You're working with and around and serving people that right. lines up with the values that Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I tell people all the time, when I'm meeting with a customer, that's not work to me. Yeah. My work is when I have to sit down and enter the order and and get it in and deal with UPS and DHL and the logistics and COVID issues and shit. So so for me, and and again, I'll keep referencing Josh and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago when we did the event at the studio that, you know, as I've done this longer, what I've realized is that there are things now as the business moves forward that Johnny will focus on, and there are things that J. Max will mm-hmm. focus on. And for the long time, those two were the same, but I'm starting oh, to truly see good, this, this divide. And so for me, that's because the Johnny things aren't work. It's fun. It's, it's that, you know, just having conversations and helping and problem solving and doing that where the, the work, like I said, is when you leave the studio – then it becomes work to me. And what I realize, I don't like the work. You know, I, I, I like to work. I don't like the work. Well, you don't like the work that you don't like. That's exactly. Because the other part of what you're doing, I mean, is what makes you unique and special, right? Because what you're doing, like, you're not, they can go buy a custom suit, a custom shirt, a custom shacket. That's I don't know that you get a custom jacket anywhere else in this state, by the way. Man, we're going. You can, we got to do. We got to do something around this. I know. Like right now, we got to get like shackit.com. We need to get like hashtag shackit. The coffee down. I don't get like shackit master on Instagram. Like we're we're taking this, dude. Can I so, go, Daddy? Can I get like a like? I guess God, some roll I'll I didn't invent shackit. I'll did. build you. Man. We're okay, man. He's, you got an investor right here, Johnny. Roll with it when you got it. Jeez, I got to come up with something. What is it, like, I don't know, man. I'm telling you, yeah, you got to like slow down I the mean, coffee. Like, yeah. You're, you're not going to make it through this Sneaker hats or something. Snat. We got some snats over here. We got some cool snats for you to buy. 
Johnny, that's why accountants the, don't, uh, you, engage is, in fashion design. This is, this is tax season talking. So it uh, is. back to your question, whatever. I have no idea what my question was. It's probably the question I asked Johnny earlier. That he really well, in full disclosure, I don't know that I created Shackett, but, I, <laughs> but after today, I feel like I should have it and did. So I'm going to go with it. So you are no, the, the Shackett daddy to me. <laughs> Listen, this is why I didn't name the my company guy. after myself. You know, you had to figure out that your company wasn't you. No. Now we were saying that the work that you're doing, like it is essential to your business because they could go and get because it's what makes you different. Mm-hmm. It's that the the long term relationship. I'm not just trying to sell you a shacket. I'm trying to make <laughs> sure that we get the clothes for you that are the clothes for you that make you feel confident. Because what makes Chad feel confident may not be the same thing that would make me feel confident, right? right? Like you may like I Johnny. I'm not gonna buy a shacket, man. I don't want a shacket. Okay, he's gonna buy five of them. Right. But, but you know what I'm saying is like that's the 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 thing that only you can do with J Max or you can do better than anybody else in the world. That's it. Doesn't feel like work to you because you're so phenomenal at it, but it is work. Right. You'd have to pay somebody else to do it. Right. It's all the other crap that it isn't where your giftedness lies that you need to delegate and outsource. Like right. You, you're, I think you, you're yeah. what you're saying. Right? Hey, Absolutely. I'm seeing this, but yes. let's not discount the fact that the part that you're bringing to the table is the most important part of what you do. It's what makes J. It's what J. It's what makes J. Max J. Max right. instead of Chad Browns. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so I think that it, it, what the awesome thing about this is that you figured out. Man, this is where I'm the best in the world right here, and I don't even feel like work when I'm doing this. But I need to delegate the other crap, right? And that's that's building a stronger business. That's the freaking definition, man. Figuring out what are you the best in the world at, delegate the rest, because there's somebody else, as dumb as it sounds to us, that would love to do the stuff that you don't like to do. You're like, this is the work. I hate the work. Their dream is to ride around in a car with some music, going to DHL and yes, and calling them on the phone and fixing problems. I got to get those numbers in for you, Johnny, for that per that that suit that you're the the shacket you got for Chad. I got to make sure it gets ordered. Like that doesn't feel like work to them. It feels like achievement to them, and they feel fulfilled doing it, just like you feel fulfilled with helping that person gain a level of confidence. Got a question for both of you here, and this is comes down to the money side. I wish we were doing like a video podcast. A Your hand gestures are dominant right now. I'm like all mixed of like lack of sleep. Imagine how it would flow with the shacket on. Like, I'm telling you. Oh, I'm all. <laughs> yes, I'm excited about the shacket. All those things. It's a crazy day today. I'm running on a lot of fumes and caffeine, and I had an employee quit today, and there's been all gotcha. sorts of business things you going on. We could talk for hours yeah, okay. about Because they don't have tax shelter shackets. That's right. That's what keeps she actually or does. Umbrellas. It's I got her a daggum. She's got a genie jacket. It's got a tax shelter logo. I'm gay. Uh, don't even get me started. Oh, boy. Um. Anyway, all right. So, so you're talking about this being the best at what you do, doing what you love. It doesn't feel like work. Uh, Johnny versus Johnny. Johnny versus J-Mac. Mm-hmm. task and things that are done as a business and as you as a person and the owner of the business building the business that you want with the people you want how long is how long have you had j-max when did you i'm start? in my ninth year you're in your ninth year okay for you josh and for you johnny can you do that from the start or financially do you got to wear every hat for nine years do you got to run the dhl do you got to write the orders dude you hate it you're not good at it. You got better things you want to do on Friday night at nine o'clock, but you care so much about the relationship, the customer, the experience. You suffered through it for right. nine years, and now you're like, I don't have to do this anymore. Does the young entrepreneur, do the people out there in the audience that's had a business for a year or two, can they make this transition, or is this something you just got to do for nine years and then be able to afford to do it? I think it's a great question, and and I would tell you, I. Personally, that's Johnny's answer. Okay, I can only speak for Johnny. I think it was critical that I did every part of it mm-hmm. because, number one, as I'm building the business, like you said, I wanted to take a lot of pride in what I was doing and having success. But I also go back to my insurance days. You know, I was one of those guys that even as a manager, I always wanted to know how to do everything I was asking an agent to do because how could I train them and motivate them and help them if I was just kind of the guy sitting in the ivory tower, so to speak, like, oh, well, I I hadn't done that in five years and so on and so forth. So also for me, when I started, everything was new. So I was learning, you know, I I didn't come from a retail background. I, you know, didn't do anything in clothes. I kind of kid that, I mean, I can't even sew a button on, you know, type deal. Um, So for me, it was critical to know and understand every piece. Now, fast forward nine years later, business has been great. Even through COVID, business has boomed. And so what I'm realizing is that I could do that when the volume was lower, 
But now that the volume has risen, I can't be everywhere to everybody and everything. And so I, I do think personally, as a young entrepreneur starting out with a business, I do think you need to know and be involved in every piece of it because I think sometimes people get too specialized and then when something's not quite going right, they can't put their finger on why it's not going right because they've never done it and experienced it. Where for me, I can know, okay, this is the problem. This is why it's not. Um, and, and hey, and I'm on full disclosure here too. I do a lot of things wrong. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot that doesn't happen right. And, you know, I make mistakes. Actually, we were, Melinda, the girls were on spring break or this week. And so Melinda's been cleaning out closets and stuff. And we were upstairs last night and I had all these jackets hanging. She's like, what are all these? I was like, those are all the skeletons. She said, what do you mean? I said, those are mistakes that I've made. And so I just had to remake and, you know, but it's little things like that. But I know now, and I mean, from the learning curve to the clicking the wrong button when I order it, I mean, the the good and bad is custom. And so if it's right, it's right. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. You got to, you know, you can't send it back and say, do over. I really like that you got extremely well-dressed skeletons. In your exactly. <laughs> yeah. so, so do you have the same answer, Josh, or do you feel different? Man, I think I, I feel probably strongly the way that Johnny does. I do think there are exceptions. I ask this question, does Frank Sinatra, did he know how to tune a piano? Probably not, right. you know, but did he, was that essential to his success in his business? Yeah, I think that it's a balance of the two. Um, I think it's really good if you have a, at least a basic understanding of the different components of your business. But, but do I need to set up QuickBooks myself? If I asked you that question, Chad Brown, serial CFO, hey man, do I need to handle QuickBooks completely myself or is this something maybe I could outsource? Heck no, outsource. Should I do my taxes myself? Should I understand how they work or should I outsource that? Outsource. So I think it depends. I think there's basic, there's some components of your company that the faster you can outsource it, absolutely. the absolute best. And really the example with you is the easiest because I'm like, that's the number one thing that people should outsource as quickly as they possibly can because um, they make bad decisions or they just don't know if they're trying to gain all that knowledge. Like, okay, well you can go spend 400 hours trying to learn something and still be less than adequate or you can just hire somebody to do it um that being said what did i do i did everything myself hmm. I mean, you know and, and i i don't think you can always know what you're good at what you're not good at and on johnny's situation johnny already knew he was a phenomenal salesperson he built a very successful sales career he knows he can do that part and even on the detailed side of that i mean you're an insurance business right. you had the, you had the dot i's and cross t's even if right. you didn't love it but I, i'm leaning your way I, again a little bit of a caveat to saying hire people get you a good insurance agent mm -hmm. get you a good financial guy like you don't need to know how to process your payroll reports to be successful right. in business you can outsource that but do you know how do you need to know the process for how an order happens in your business even if you're not the one handling it it'd probably be a good thing if you own the place yeah to know how those the how the system works even if you can't control if you can't spin the gear yourself or control the component i don't think you need to know exactly how to do everything mm -hmm. i think if that's the if that's the Testament of success, you're going to be limited because you always got anything that's new. You have to learn it yourself before it can yep. get passed on. But on the starting block, most people are scrapping, man. They're, they don't have the the money to start hiring a bunch of people to do what they suck at. Yep. And again, I was you know mid-20s and I was getting started in this stuff. So I didn't know what I, I mean, I had an idea. Maybe I thought I'd be good at certain things. But there's also certain things you might think you're going to be good at that you're not going to be good at. Absolutely. And you're not going to know it until you start doing it. Right. Well, and, and I think, too, when you think about it, you know, there are things that it's good that you don't know. Like like I told you before, I'm not a technology guy. I have a website because people said, hey, you need to have a website. You <laughs> yeah. and I went to lunch, yeah, what, a year ago or so, and, and I'm like, hey, I built this. The guys that built it weren't closed guys. You know, I could have cared less about a website per se. It was just something that I felt like, you know, and, and even for me today, my website, because we're getting ready to revamp it, is it's not about driving – new business from, you know, customers just Googling J-Max, but it's about you're out at lunch, you're having a great looking shacket, and a guy comes up and compliments you and you say, hey, you need to check out my man J-Max. I want right then when they go to the website that they walk away going, I like this guy. That, that's somebody I want to yeah, do business it with. I guess it needs to match the experience that's exactly. and the level of yes. what you do and everything exactly. else. Or either you don't probably need to have right. a website. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and so little things like that where I have sort of outsourced and I know now that like and, and even as the business has grown, when I say that there's things that I want Johnny to do versus J Max, you know, I mean, my studio is on the back end of a bridal boutique that does a ton of business, and we've never done any business together. Okay. 
I know it could happen and it should, but for me right now, I'm just sort of responding to the current client base and building it the way that I want to. So it's, you know, what I'm realizing is that I've got to say, here's Johnny, here's Jay Max, and maybe hire into someone to fill that role of doing the things that I don't want to do. Um, and it might not just be the admin. It could be sales. It could be sales opportunities that I know there's room for growth. And I know I've talked to both of you um, about this time last year when I was debating moving to a, a new building, a new location, yeah. doing more of a retail model, hiring employees and doing that. And, you know, and I just kind of started having conversations with customers and people that I respect and said, hey, here's what I'm thinking, you know, give me input and that. And at the end of it, it was ultimately my decision. And, and I say that because I think so many times, especially new business owners or entrepreneurs, they get caught up in running other people's races. They see this guy doing it this way. And like, oh, I need to try that. Oh, this guy's doing this. Or they go to lunch with somebody and they say, hey, you should do this. I think it's critical to ask advice and, and have mentors and do that. But ultimately, you have to run your own race and you have to take that information, sit down with it and say, okay, how does this apply to me? Um, something simple, I'll tell you, when I first started, if I could tell you the number of times somebody said, well, what's your ideal audience? Who's your ideal client? And I'm like, whoever will spend money with me, you know, I mean, whoever I can have a conversation with. And, you know, I, I wasn't sure because again, if it was an 18 year old kid or 65 year old, I didn't care. You know, I just wanted to have a conversation and help. But now I know what my ideal customer is. I know age demographics. I know the industry, but most importantly, my ideal customer is somebody, perfect example. I had a call last week from a wife who is friends with one of my clients. And she said, Hey, I got your name from insert client name. He raves about your work. My husband needs a wardrobe overhaul. Okay. All I heard was, yeah, yeah. And, and not just from the money side, but like, this is great. Overhaul is overhaul. what you yeah. want to hear yeah. in the fashion business. Exactly. I don't know much, but I know that. Right. But, but it was awesome for me because what I thought is, okay, this is great. I'm not getting pigeonholed into just this. I can really have conversations. And we ended up doing, he travels, he's a consultant. So we did a couple of jackets. We did some shirts. He bought three pairs of jeans. We did shoes. We did belts. So, so we just, you know, and, and we talked about their budget, what was that, and how everything fits in. And it was perfect for me because I thought, here's a, an opportunity now that I can develop this great relationship moving forward. And I'm giving them exactly what they need mm -hmm. because she told me right up front, he needs a wardrobe overhaul. And so that's been the thing that I think is, is for me, that's an ideal client. It wasn't based yeah. on his age or his income. It was, here's what we need. But then I do have that, that time frame or that, that client base that I look for that, hey, I like guys that are this age to this age, this industry, that industry, you know, so I know what it is and, and I'm always looking for that, but there's also outliers to everything is, as well. Is your ideal client a client that trusts your judgment? Absolutely. And that's where... So right. that you, you that are experienced you, there is that right? Yes. Because yes. the wife was like, "Hey, I've seen what you've done. I got testimony from a friend. My husband needs your your judgment, and Absolutely. we want your judgment. Come in and teach us. Come in and create something for us that'll make yes. him look good. Make it that'll build his confidence for what he's doing. And Correct. again, this by the way, sometimes this affects dollars and cents too. Absolutely. This guy's going. He's a consultant. He has to present himself well. You mentioned at the beginning, first impressions yep. matter, right? This is a big deal with connecting some with that again that level of confidence." Walking in to present yourself for the first time, maybe you don't get hired again if you walked in and you're botched it up because of, you know Correct. your suit pants are dragging the floor or something. Yeah, I got a question for you, uh -huh. a very specific question based on something you just said. Uh oh, <laughs> all right, because this is where it, this was where it'll go. With Chad, let's talk about this earlier. What Chad is really good at is is testing the numbers mm -hmm. and then making decisions. Mm -hmm. And whether it, what he would say is like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have made the decision, but the numbers could work. I knew I could make the numbers work, right. so I went with what the numbers said. We can make the numbers work for you to be doing business with the bridal boutique mm -hmm. on the back end of, of your business. And you already do work with uh, the, the groom and the groomsmen. Yeah, absolutely. But does that, is that your ideal customer or does that feel different because it's That's transactional? transactional. Yes. yes. Absolutely. And so one is there a piece of it where like, hey, the business could offer that. Right. I want to look but good Johnny one Mac day. doesn't exactly. want to offer that because that is a short-term transaction wedding. It may, And obviously we know, right. yes, that will lead to some long-term relationships. But you're about to go fit nine guys for a suit. Absolutely. And like maybe one of them sticks with you. But really the reality of it is that. Yes. It's a one-time transaction for those guys. It's not the, the situation you just explained is like, oh, that's the dream. That yep. is it. And the other one, is, it doesn't sound like it is. Right. So talk to us about that well, person. Well, it's, it's funny. I did 10 weddings. So so 
if you go to a website, there's nothing in there that says weddings or whatever. I did 10 weddings last year. Nine of the 10 were current clients. Okay. So going back to the ideal customer for me, 35 to 55. But I also like this 25 to 35 because I know we get them when they're young, so to speak. They're growing in their career. They start having some success. Confidence is building. They get engaged. They want to get married. You know, a lot of guys now, it's not the traditional, I want a tuxedo. It's, hey, I want a nice suit because I can wear it. But then it's also not just the Saturday night. Hey, what are you going to wear on Friday? Okay, we want you to look the part. This is, this is you know, but also everything we're building is post-wedding. Hey, now you have a nice sport coat. You now have a nice blue suit, a nice gray suit, where sometimes with the bridal boutique per se or, or something like that, it might be just a, hey, I need a black tuxedo that I might wear you, twice a year. You don't, golly, man, this is awesome. This is where that confidence piece comes in. This is where that changing uh, how people dress permanently comes in. You take me, for example, you're not trying to make me look good one day. Right. You're not trying to make me look good at my wedding where people say, oh, Chad looks good today. You're trying to create a situation where people are like, man, Chad knows how to dress. Yes. Or Chad always looks it's sharp. Not trying to that is like good. a whole different deal. Absolutely. Hey, that's the second How do you look good on Friday night? How do you right. look good on Saturday at your wedding? How do you look good Monday when you go back to the office? Well, that's But Johnny's selling you on, not on you looking good. Johnny's selling you, or this is where Johnny's business is. Is you feeling good? Yeah, so you're feeling good because you're looking yeah, good, look right? Good, you feel good. But the yeah. ultimate piece of it is like, hey man, I'm gonna, you feel we're gonna good, make you, have you more look confidence. good so that you feel good. Yeah. You feel confident walking in, and you're not just for one day. Let's talk about the whole thing. Well, well, think about the the stronger summit. The first year we made the blue jacket with the, yeah. the gray pants and and the brown shoes. You know, we had the whole look for you there. How many times have you worn that exact look since that stronger summit? Probably a. Uh, I've combined it with all sorts of different combinations and but things. You find but you, you grab that jacket, yeah. you grab the shoe. So I mean, as far as using it, I don't know, man, right. probably 20 times. Right. And and so, but when we built that, if you remember the conversation was, Chad, this is the first time we're yes. doing this summit. This is, yes. the, this is your one chance to make that great first impression. You're on stage. It's you. It's, it's what you're doing. People are going to see you. You're front and center. And, and I think I told you, man, there was nothing – cooler than that first morning all of a sudden the light after you remember there was some rocky guy that came out in yeah, box gloves you know something lame. like that he had a fitted rocky yeah, robe on yeah that's right but then you come out on stage and i will tell you man and 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 again this is when i wish the video was on because i mean i'm smiling thinking about it when you walked out on stage i was like when we were sitting at beyond you and me designs and i showed you the swatches you coming out on stage looked exactly how i thought it would look but most importantly, to watch how you just had such confidence in you on the stage, you would have not known this was your first time. You know, now, I always say it's kind of like the duck. You know, above water, everything's just cool and calm and collective. But I know backstage, <laughs> you know, it's, hey, how are we? Is this right? Yeah. Is that right? And so, you know, I wanted the wardrobe to be the last thing that you had to worry about. But then it was some funny because now we fast forward to year two. You reached out to me and said, hey, man. I need to know what my look is. I trust you. You pick it out. And, and you know, and, and the cool thing and going back to the relationship and, and why it's so important to me, you know, we did the, you'd gone on your African trip. You said, hey, man, that's great fabric. I trust you. Let's go with it. We didn't talk about any of the details. And then when I surprised you, you know, before with that, that it had the African, because you had mentioned to me how much you love that Africa trip, how great it was. And I want that to be something that every time you look in that, that it's, hey, I, I kind of relived that experience. It was great for you and Lauren, you know, but also there's the feeling of being on stage. What a great event. I told you when the two of y'all, you know, the picture, the, you, Ryan Searhant and, and Josh, you know, the two of y'all, I thought, look, hands down better than he did. And I promise you, y'all probably combined still were less than what he paid for that suit oh, that he I, had on. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's that's what, when I keep saying relationship and, and non-transactional, that's the stuff that's important to me um, and, and how I want to continue to grow the business. And I know that, and that's why I keep saying this, this there's Johnny and there's J-Max. I can't, as volume increases, continue to do that. And so yeah. I want to take my current guys and, and a select few and grow deeper within that wardrobe and help them be that part that's, like I said, even if it's, hey, I'm playing in a golf tournament next Thursday, when I get dressed, I want to know. I mean, I, great example. One of my best clients, one of my early clients, called me on Friday. Said, hey, I'm taking a group down to the Masters, you know, next week. He said, um, do you still have that master's belt? I said, sure do. Still sitting on the table. He said, all right, cool. I need that. I said, all right. 
He comes to see me on Sunday, buys a pair of Lulu pants, a pair of 34 Heritage jeans pants, buys two Lulu polos, a belt, and a pair of shoes, and he feels like a million bucks now because he's heading down to nothing suiting, no jacket, no custom anything, but he feels like a million bucks because for those two days when he's entertaining clients, he knows that that piece is completely put together for him, and, and he had a resource to come get it. You know, and so that's that's as the business evolves for me, how I want to take it. All right. So let's I'm I'm making this up, but let's let's say seven years you focused on suits and sports coats and more professional attire. Mm-hmm. Last two years mm-hmm. have changed a little bit into more of the casual wear, yeah. the jeans, the Lulus, um, the heritage stuff. Uh being a relationship person how did you switch gears from wanting to have more relationships and help more people have confidence to saying, you know what, I can't continue to do this at the level I want to, and I I can't remember all the chads that went to Africa and have this personal touch, so I need to switch gears and and offer essentially more products to less customers. What? Mm-hmm. How did you make that change? How did you have that vision? How did you have the confidence and the trust financially to go that route or the pivot well i think it was it was a natural shift in that for so long here and i'll I'll use athens very specific because i think athens by nature is more of a relaxed dress environment you know the the attorney in athens the insurance guy in athens is going to dress a little different than the guy in in atlanta or charlotte or greenville per se um and so for me i was pigeonholed as the suit guy you know, I would see people at lunch or whatever, and they'd be like, man, I'd love to come do business with you, but I just don't wear suits. And I'm like, I do so much more than that. So I started realizing that I needed to have resources for people that weren't just custom suits, because I couldn't say I wasn't the suit guy if I didn't have an alternative to the suit. So, hey, let me ask the question real quick. Yeah. So you were saying, I'm not just a suit guy, I can do more than suits. But you kind of were just a suit guy, at least yeah, at that I, point. I mean, theoretically, yeah, it was just the just, custom guy, so yeah. to speak. So and, you and most quite, people, didn't have quite the offering to not just be the suit guy, but you knew that that was what you were building to it. Correct. Okay. And, and so we were doing that. But then also, at the same time, I knew that for me, because the business was so heavily driven on relationship, was that, think about any sales job or any business, the hard part is customer acquisition. Is that fair? I mean, sure. that's where you're going to spend yeah, sure the majority of your money, money and everything right. else. So why not when I have them, if I like them and they like me and there's going to be a need, why not try to do everything I can to fill that need? And so I started saying, all right, what if I can take my current client base and do kind of go deeper into the closet, you know, so to speak, that, hey, it's some casual stuff. It might be more of a business casual initially, and then we get into the casual side. Now, along the same lines, I can't do everything. I mean, if you called me today and said, hey, I want to pay your own running shoes, I can't get those for you where you can go to store downtown and buy those. But if you said, I want a jacket, if I want a pair of jeans, if I want a, a cool belt to wear with jeans on a Friday night, that, that's not a traditional dress belt, I have resources for that. And so that's when it started kind of clicking for me that, hey, I can now become that valued partner in their wardrobe that is not just the suit guy, that transactional this or that, but that I truly am helping them feel that. And a lot of times, man, I get that text, you know, 1030 on a Friday night. Hey, man, I've got this event and I need your help, you know, or I'll get, they'll send me pictures. Can I wear this with this? I'm like, yes, it's a blue jacket with khaki pants and a white shirt. You can wear that. Everything's good. So, you know, I'm, I love being the resource. And I say that all the time that I want to be that person that they call when they have questions so that the confidence is as high as it can possibly be, whether it be date night with their wife or their girlfriend, or, I mean, I've had, strangely enough, guys have called me and said, hey, I just went through a divorce and we're getting back out in the dating pool. I need some help. I need to revamp my wardrobe. So as a stronger business and and you, you're all about like getting stronger and growing and adapting and, and pivoting to different directions that make sense from a business standpoint, as you're building a stronger business, what is the model here for you? Is it to continue to scale and grow and figure this out? Uh, is it to slow down and get a higher price point per customer and serve less customers? How do you 
how do you make the decision whether to, to grow where you need staff and, yeah. and different infrastructure versus just hey, Chad. doing what you do there? I just, I got to get something off my chest real quick. <laughs> Here we go. You've been quiet for a while. I, I keep texting Johnny and asking him, like, how does this look? You know, like, how's the zip-up sweatshirt? Like, is it cool? Like, I'm going to take my wife on a date with one of the Chick-fil-A. Should I wear the white Night Ninja or the gray Night yeah, Ninja Yeah, like, which t-shirt? one of my ACC t-shirts can I wear? Like, which? But he just, he he does not respond to my text message. You know, call me and tell me thanks for sending him a client, but he won't tell me if my... I told you, this, I'm having that problem with that junk text, junk email. It's, it's all going to the. <laughs> but he just I, keeps trying to show me a shack. Sorry, I love that, by the way. That's my new. Sorry. <laughs> Man, your text, text must have went to my spam folder. <laughs> right. You know, my, my text has a spam folder. But, but hey, on a serious note, though, I mean, look at the stronger. I mean, the, the image of you guys on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're you using that image jacket. all the time. I mean, yeah. I mean, it looks great. I mean, and, you know, we talked a lot about building on the cleaning company's colors and, and, and like yeah. being unique to that. And so, you know, again, we, we wanted to build something for you for this year's summit that, again, you're on stage, you felt confident. And, and again, it's not just the jacket. And I, I say that all the time to guys when they'll call me and say, hey, I need your help with this event or whatever. And I'll say, hey, look, can I get the whole look? I'm happy to make you just a jacket if that's what you want, but, but can I get the whole look? And it's not about the money. You know, I, I, perfect example, I had a customer two weeks ago, first time customer, great guy, comes in, good looking guy, I mean, great build, kind of one of those things, everything looked great on me, bought an awesome suit, and I told him, I said, hey. Hey, you d- can use my name. I know, I said. You can uh, just say Josh, if you want. <laughs> so I told him on the, when he came in, I said, hey, bring the shoes you would wear, and he comes in, and, and he says to me, he says, yeah, I've had these shoes a while, and I was like, yeah, a while's about 15 years, and I didn't say much more than that, and he put them on with the suit, and I told him, I said, look, those shoes, and he could see it. I mean, you know, he didn't want to say it. And this is where the relationship comes in because I had kind of had earned his respect to say, hey, I'm not trying to sell you something here, but those shoes make that suit look really cheap. <laughs> okay. And and I said, do me a favor, just put these on. And he put on a pair of shoes that I had in the studio. And he goes, man, night and day. And so that's part of it now as I've earned that respect through the relationship that I keep going back to that I can have those kind of conversations. And so to answer your question about the higher ticket item and, and, and those things, yes, but not an intentional like, oh, if I could move the ticket from 3000 to 5000 or whatever that number is. Or do but, you stop taking new customers or do you, how do you control well, well, this there's, there's always, relationship this, versus controllable yeah. business? I well, guess. I always say for me, I, I've got a certain bandwidth sure. and, and I'm realizing now, and, and part of this too, and, I know there's a lot of things we can blame on COVID and this and that and the other, but one of the things that I've learned through that was I could keep all the balls in the air when things were normal from timelines and delays and whatever. And then all of a sudden now I keep trying to do it the same way, but nothing is normal. I mean, even now, you know, we're having issues again overseas and getting fabrics to the factory and things like that. And so, you know, all of that's a challenge. So for me, what I've realized is I've really kind of started looking at who are the clients that I want to work with to the point that I put them down on paper and said, these are my guys. And, and every year that number will change by 20 to 25 because there's going to be the guy that say this year comes in buys one go-to suit, two sport coats, two pair of pants, and three shirts. He's good for a year or so. Okay, but they still fit him. And so I need to make sure that I constantly, you know, everybody's not buying every year. And I'm not wearing people out because, hey, you need to buy something you haven't bought in a year. So I want to make sure that I keep the business going along. And then when that person comes back to me, you know, then I, we're good to go and I've got it. So so I, there's a balancing act, but I think I figured out. But, you know, like Josh said, for me, the the Johnny versus the J Max is that that more transactional where, hey, I've got a, I'm, I'm a student at UGA and I've got graduation come up. I need a ready-made suit. I can do that, but that's not what I want to do. Yeah, I want sure. to have J-Max yeah. have J-Max that resource, that. you know, to the point that we can do women's clothing now. So I've hired somebody to kind of help me do the women's side to say, hey, look, this is something that so I want to offer. you can expand the business yes. without expanding that's you exactly or right. your time. And, and, and now, okay. now that makes sense. what that looks like. You're not saying, it, hey, we're not doing, J-Max not doing any more business. Right. We're good where we're at because I'm a relationship person. A, a, I ain't got any more time. Absolutely. You're saying J-Max is going to grow, but Johnny. 
Yes. He's going to go the yes. other direction. Well, and there's things that I'm putting in place too because, you know, I've got some clients that will buy four times a year. They like once a quarter to have that touch. I've got guys that are spring and fall. I've got guys that are once a year. They'll come in and say, hey, here's what I need. I've got guys that might be every two years. So I know now who they are, and, and then we just kind of keep that, you know, conversation going and, and build it that way. But, but, again, it goes back to identifying them. But then here's the beauty, too, that I wanted to say, take you guys or anybody else. You know, my J-Max brand is not what's on my business card or on my website. It's you guys that are wearing it every day and, and people see it and they comp, I mean, think about it. You get complimented on how good that look. All of a sudden your ego's going good. They love it. And then you talk about the experience and how well I get the phone call. I mean, I can literally in nine years count on one hand and I'm not saying this boastful or anything on one hand, the number of times I've met with somebody and they didn't buy something. On wow. one hand in nine years. Because that was going to be one of my questions is how do you protect that valuable relationship time and not waste it on people that's not buying right. from you or or relationships that aren't successful yeah. for the business model. But it doesn't it's, happen. It's just Well, a he's very, also not cold calling somebody, right? Yeah, So like he's meeting true. with somebody, he's meeting with somebody very because referral. they've it, seen somebody that's wearing what Johnny's produced for them or maybe their spouse has. And so it's like, yeah. you're not here to look. You're here you're here to because you're about to make a decision to build confidence that, in what you're right. wearing and how you're presenting yourself, which is awesome, man. And I love too, Johnny, that a couple of things about what you just said is because we lose sight of this in business. We get so focused sometimes on building the stronger business that we forget that the whole reason we started the thing is because we wanted to build the life that we wanted. The business is just a tool to help us get from point A to point B. And point B is supposed to be the life that we want, right? But sometimes we get so focused on the the journey and building, you know, building out the most impressive business that we've kind of lose sight of the fact that I don't even want to do half this crap. And so you captured that. You, you figured out this is what I want Johnny's life to look like. And then J Max is different than Johnny. Mm-hmm. It's a tool to help Johnny get what Johnny wants. And you figured out. I mean, after if I could serve less people but serve them more, I like that because you're not Mister Super Extrovert. It's got to know mm-hmm. 18 million people. Right. You're like now I want to build some relationships and I want to help people win from the standpoint of having a more confident life showing up better. And dude, I love that. And it goes in really good. So we did the max out moment in these episodes, mm-hmm. right? If there's this one thing that the listener can take away, what would it be? I know I've got a glimpse of what you were going to talk about with this, but tell the listener, man, what is the, if they can only take one thing from this conversation with J Mac today, with Johnny Mac, what will they take away from this? I hope, and I'm going to use this quote um, that I learned back when I was with Aflac and I actually mentioned it on the last on episode 15, I think we said oh, that was good. Um, yeah, as good well. But I think it'll, when I say it, you'll, you'll realize everything we've talked about today pays into that from you asked early on, Chad, that, Hey, the decision that you made, you know, was it at the beginning, you know, how do you stay, stay true to it? And for me that one of my athlete managers told me, he said, look, never make a long-term sacrifice for a short-term gain. So, and I think that's critical, not just in business, but in life in general. You know, I mean, so many people, whether it be family situations or kids or, you know, I've got two daughters, one of which is a senior in high school and she's, you know, trying to make a decision about where she wants to go for college. And, you know, I mean, she's being recruited heavily by her sister who's at another college and all of her friends. and, And I keep saying, honey, that's fun now. But when the newness wears off, you know, and in the the short term, it feels great. But long term, you know, you just need to make the best decision for you. So that's the thing for me that I think if if there's something people can take away from today is that when we talk about relationships and and how I built the business is every decision that I make is I want it to truly be focused on what does this look like in the future? You know, what is that long term gain? And it it might suck right now. I mean, and, and there's things that I mean. I'll tell you that the conversation that I mentioned earlier about the place I thought about moving into and stuff like that, I saw a picture posted yesterday. I was like, man, it looks so great. It's going to be so awesome, you know, but I know it was the right decision for me and how I wanted to move the business. And I'm so excited for them and what they're doing. And, and, you know, and I think back to some of the customers early on and and I'll say this, and I think this, this is one example of that. Um, I mentioned about, I don't cold call. I don't do those things, but I do market. I mean, don't, don't, you know, I don't just sit back and go, oh, I hope somebody calls me today. I mean, there's things and there's conversations. But something simple, I think sometimes we overlook the giving and, and doing something for right now to see what it may bring in the future. But about four years ago, my wife was on a tennis team. And after 
practice one day or match or whatever, one of the ladies on our team was talking about that she needed to go out and try to find some silent auction items because this um, organization that she's a part of, that they were doing a, a big event in Atlanta and they needed some silent auction items. And Melinda's like, well, what are you talking about? She's like, I don't know, just any kind of things. And she says, well, Johnny does custom clothing. He might be willing to donate two shirts or something, you know. And so Melinda called me. She's like, hey, I didn't mean to put you out there, but but was that something you would want to do? I'm like, sure, I'll throw out two shirts and see. Well, I was thinking the other day, from that two shirts has probably generated over $200,000 of income. Not sales, but of income. Just when I start the little, like, this guy bought it and then did this and then his, and and just kind of as the dots start connecting, and, and I say that, that, I had no clue then, and and it was. I mean, I mean, four years ago to say I'm gonna give away two shirts. I mean, that's a three hundred fifty dollar value, whatever it was, you know. And it's like, but I was like, hey, it's worth it because it, long term, what can come out of this? Um, now I'm probably gonna be inundated with people want me to donate, but <laughs> but but I say that in that any decision, and and I truly try to look at that with with everything, whether it's customers, whether it's buying, whether it's the studio. Um, you know, family is, hey, how does this decision today impact me in the long term? So I hope people will, you know, from a business standpoint, especially when the going gets tough, you know, just just don't make that, you know, long-term sacrifice for that short-time, short-term gain. Just really sit back and make sure it's the right decision for you and going back to what I said and it, for running your race and making sure it gets you where you want to be on the end of it. Man, even in saying that too, Johnny, that the interesting thing is we're talking about marketing there, right? You're saying like, you know, make your decisions be long-term based decisions. Don't take don't take the shortcut. Don't make a bad short-term decision that screws you long-term, mm-hmm. right? That decision to give those shirts was still based off the relationship. Absolutely. Right? It was Melinda's relationship in this one, but yep. it's still a relationship. So you're always looking at the long-term relationship, not just a transaction. And it's paid off extremely well for you. And I think it pays off for anybody. If your goal is to build a stronger business. And if your goal is not to build a stronger business, you're listening to the wrong podcast. It's a stronger business podcast. Um, That's advice, man. That absolutely, that's a max out moment. That's something we can all take and use immediately in our business. So Johnny Mack, thank you so much for being with us today on the Stronger Business Podcast. Man, I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. And and truly too, I want to say, when I mentioned joining the chamber earlier about just wanting to be a part of something, that's what this podcast is for people. So keep it up, man. I mean, just for us business owners out there just to hear the different views and opinions and you guys do a great job and then i also want to say personally thank you too for being not just customers but great friends and uh, i appreciate it and i'm happy to see all the success you guys are having chad's only crying because he's an emotional mess right now that's right it's just a stressful time (laughs) all right guys until next time grow stronger if you enjoyed this episode of the stronger business podcast be sure to leave us a review and share it with a friend. You can find us online to connect at strongerbusiness.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Stronger Business. We look forward to hearing from you and we'll see you at the summit.